Welcome to 5 Minutes in the Word. This is your daily podcast of Bible reading and insight into God's Word. We're continuing our study in the book of Judges. Israel again is in the state of apostasy and uh, their apostasy after the death of Gideon. And of course, it will be punished, but not as it had been in the past. Former apostasies were uh, punished by foreign invasions or by oppression by a neighboring power. But this time, it's going to come from inside, inside the ranks. It's internal, internal conflict. This chapter tells the story of uh, Abimelech, who is the son of Gideon by a concubine, and his account, the account of his uh, usurping power and his uh, tyranny. So let's listen to verses 1 and 2 from the New King James Version. It reads, Then Abimelech, the son of Jerubbabel, went to Shechem, to his mother's brothers, and spoke with them, and with all the family of the house of his mother's father, saying, Please speak in the hearing of all the men of Shechem. Which is better for you, that all seventy of the sons of Jerubbabel reign over you, or that one reign over you? Remember that I am your own flesh and bone. Again, that's uh, Judges chapter 9, verses 1 and 2, read from the New King James Version. I'll be back to share insights and close with prayer. Hi, I'm the host of 5 Minutes in the Word, a daily podcast which spends a few minutes exploring God's Word. Thank you for listening. If you don't mind, go ahead and like and follow 5 Minutes in the Word on Facebook and Twitter. You can also hear my podcast almost everywhere podcasts are heard. Again, that was Judges chapter 9, verses 1 and 2 from the New King James Version. And this looks at uh, Abimelech's uh, uh, conspiracy. The chapter details the attempt of Abimelech, one of Gideon's 70 sons, to take his father's place of authority. Uh, Abimelech is said to be Gideon's son by a concubine from Shechem suggesting he had a lower status in Gideon's clan than any of his other sons. Abimelech's choice indicates that Gideon, also called Jerubbabel, despite refusing kingship, lived and governed in the manner of a king. And so since that's what he saw and what he believed, his mother perhaps had instilled into his mind uh, some great ambitious thoughts that, you know, you can be like your father. He named you for royalty. It says the name his father gave him, carrying royalty in it, might help just to blow that little little bit of um, wind on that spark to make it burn into a great, great big flame. And now that his uh, father is dead and buried, Nothing will serve his proud spirit but that he succeeds him in the government of Israel, directly contrary to his father's will. 
Gideon had declared that no son of his should ever rule over Israel. He had, uh, uh, Abimelech didn't have a call from God to, um, to add, you know, to, to be the judge over Israel. He didn't have that honor as his father had, nor was there any present occasion for a judge to deliver Israel as there was when his father was advanced. But his own ambition must be gratified, and its gratification is all he aims for. And we know people like that. It's what they want and at any cost. And unfortunately, that brings a lot of people to destruction. And we found by the title here, you know, it's going to bring Abimelech to destruction. He craftily gets his mother's relations into his interests. You know, he's joined them in. Shechem uh, was a city in the tribe of Ephraim. The events of this narrative su suggest the existence of an influential, influential native Canaanite populace within Israel at Shechem, a city with a long history dating back to the time of even Jacob and he gave a little history about that but I'm not going to be able to share it because I'm going to you know run out of time but anyway uh, if Abimelech's mother who was from Shechem was Canaanite it may explain Abimelech's appeal to his shared kins, kins, kinsmen uh, with the people of uh, Shechem his desire to inherit Gideon's status and rule may indicate a Canaanite power grab in the region. He basically suggested that Gideon, having left, left 70 sons who made a good figure and had a good interest, they were um, designing to keep the power which their father had in their hands and by a joint influence to rule over Israel. But of course, that wasn't true. Um, now, says he, wouldn't you rather just have one king than have so many? And remember, they are not kings. They are, they are leaders in the city, but they're not kings. And that's not what um, uh, Gideon wanted anyway. But this is what his son is telling the people to kind of get his own way. We have no reason to think that any, or, 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 that all or any of Gideon's sons had the least intention to rule over Israel. They were of their father's mind that the Lord should reign over them, and they were not called of him. Yet um, Abimelech insinuates that, you know, this is what happened, that they are ruling over your, over Israel. Abimelech points out that he is directly related to the people in Shechem in a way that Gideon's other sons are not. Let's pray. Father, we thank you as we begin chapter 9 in the book of Judges. As we look at and try to get a takeaway from this um, section, 
the only thing I can think of is how we get ourselves in trouble by going after our own desires and not what you have planned for us. The scripture says, you know the plans you have for us and they're not to harm us. And Father, we thank you for that. Father, we stop right now also and thank you for um, for your son. Thank you for your Holy Spirit. Father, we're praying for those who need you in a special way. You know what all the needs are. Uh, one of the young I don't know if he was young or not, but one of the pastors in Houston was killed in a road rage um, um, incident. So we're praying for his family and his church family and all the people in his community and all the people I'm sure he's touched so many lives. So we're praying for him. Then there are uh, tragedies in different places. I can't remember them all. But Father, I don't have to. I can just cast it all on you because you know what everything that what everything that's going on, then nothing has taken you by surprise. Father, we're praying for the families of the, the people who were trapped in that uh, truck. Even though, you know, we have insensitive folk who are going to say they shouldn't have been in there. And this is true. But it still is a tragedy that they lost their lives that way, Father. So we're praying for them and their families. Father, we're praying for those, uh, anyone else who needs you in a special way. And uh, that they lift those concerns up to you right now. And we end this always thanking you. Thank you for your love, for your care, for your protection. Thank you for your Holy Spirit. Thank you for your Son who died for our sins. Thank you for angel protection. Amen. Thank you for spending time in God's Word with me. Be blessed. Thank you.